What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to our first ever episode of the In Post podcast. Now, we're doing this as film fanatics for film fanatics, so we do hope that you enjoy this first episode, but fair warning, my audio during this episode wasn't that great. We're still trying to work out all those kinks, but I hope it does not deter you from listening to the whole episode because it is really fun and it's a great conversation. But without further ado, here is the In Post Podcast Tropic Thunder Edition. Enjoy. In Post Podcast. Now shut the fuck up and let me do my job. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Must put those boys in the shit. Take them off the fucking grid. Let's go and make the greatest war movie ever. Yeah, I'm into great on anchor. All right. <coughs> All right, good. So let's rock and roll. Uh, right. <clears throat> so we're going to start it off with uh, just some introductions. Thank you, everybody who's listening. Um, this is our first episode ever. Um, this is, you could pretty say, on a whim, to be honest. And uh, we're throwing this together just as as we say in our logo. It's a forum for just straight-up film fanatics. Um, we are in post <laughs> podcast. Or no, I'm sorry. Damn, I even said it wrong. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, in post podcast. First episode, right? it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're working on it. We're working on it. Yeah, but so we all came together. Um, we all know each other from a Facebook uh, movie group uh, where we all just kind of go relentless on everything that runs through our mind. Um, like we said, we're all film fanatics. So my name is Marcos Antonio Formoso. Yes, I had to throw in the soap opera type of name. Um, but here, <laughs> let's uh Get to know uh, some of the other people of your podcast, Dave. Um, yeah, I'm Dave Demarest, and Marcos and Jackie and I all got to know each other. Nice, got to know each other in the uh, in the movie group. And you, Marcos, reached out to me a couple weeks ago and asked if I was interested in doing a, a podcast, and I said yes. So that's how uh, we wound up here today. And Jackie. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I'm Jackie Monette. I'm from Metro Detroit, Michigan. And yeah, I'm just a big film fan. I uh, went to school for broadcast and cinematic arts and theater. And it's always stuck. It's kind of normal in our house around here. We're some pretty big nerds. And uh, I love talking films. So I'm anxious to dive in here. Nice. Hey, I'm not going to lie. Theater is what got me into all of this. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. Grease was my first show, and then West Side Story. And then, yeah, kind of got the bug after that. It was a nice feeling. Love <laughs> it. Love it. So we decided, um, with so much of what's going on in current affairs these days, um, we thought it would be interesting to kind of dive back into, what is it, Dave, 2008, right? Yes. Right? Or 2008. When Ben Stiller came at us with probably the most 
entertaining and ridiculous satire since like Mel Brooks days, I would honestly say, <laughs> uh, about the Hollywood industry. And that movie is Tropic Thunder, but Dave's going to give you a little bit more on that. Uh, so Tropic Thunder, uh, starring Robert Downey Jr., Ben Stiller, also who also directed, um, written by Justin Thero. And it was, as Marco said, it was a take on mainly how actors, the, the lengths that actors will go to to get awards or try to win Oscars. And you see a lot of that in this film uh, satirized. A lot. <laughs> I feel like uh, Ben Stiller definitely kind of put a, a lot of like little jabs at the industry <laughs> during that entire movie. He was just like, yeah, you know what? Especially with the whole Academy talk that he was talking about. No, it's kind of like you have to do ads. And, <laughs> yeah. and they, just, they just come at you real quick. Like the opening scene is just a montage of all these fake trailers. Um, yes, and and you know what, Dave? Look at you. You're a natural. That was the ultimate segue <laughs> to jumping into this thing. We're going to start with just the whole intro, the act one. We're going to jump into act one. And as you mentioned, yeah, when I went to the movie theaters, like I went opening night for this. Like I knew that this was just going to be an amazing movie. And then when I didn't know Brandon T. Jackson at that moment, so when that ad came out for Booty Sweat, I was a little confused. I was like, wait, what's going on right now? Is this a thing? Um, what happened? And then that's when I realized afterwards when I was like, oh, this is part of the movie. This is interesting. I had to take a minute too. Some of the, the trailers caught me. And I'm like, wait a second. Oh, <laughs> wait. Okay. Okay. I'm in now. All right. <laughs> You know, right, it threw you off course. You were like, "Wait, this is I, this is not serious." Right? And the the one actually, uh, I don't know, I don't know if you ever saw the movie uh, Wonder Boys, but they had the the one trailer for Satan's Alley, and that was uh, Tobey Maguire and Robert Downey Jr. But in yeah. the movie Wonder Boys with um, Michael Douglas and Tobey Maguire, Robert Downey Jr., the two of them also had. Uh, a, a fling in that movie so it was kind of like a oh see i never I'm there. <laughs> yeah. i never watched wonder boys good to know see yeah i love these little tidbits i live off these things i'm like yes i think there's like a meme going around talking about that when you go to imdb just to confirm your theory about a background actor and you're like yes yeah. i knew that serves no purpose <laughs> to us in real life but you know what? <laughs> I know it. <laughs> but yeah, like those trailers definitely were a, an interesting way to start off that movie. It set the tone in the most amazing way. I thought it was brilliant. And then we just like dive into the, this whole mock Vietnam <laughs> war with the appropriate music. And we should, I should also mention like my little tidbit. It took um ben stiller 10 years to make this movie 10 years he was been passing around hollywood people said no no it's too risky nah 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 we have no we we want no part of it pretty much so um that was really interesting to know it's like damn you stuck with it for 10 years and you know what it was worth it well that was from uh 98 to 
So 10 years would have been 98. And then, but since then he made uh, something about Mary, Mystery Men, Meet the Parents. Royal exactly. Zoolander. Yep. Mm-hmm. He had the clout. You got that moment where you're just like, I got the clout now. <laughs> so, Jackie, what was your favorite uh, from that run from 98 to 08 of uh, Ben Stiller? You know, I, call me biased, but Tropic Thunder. This I, is, okay. Well, it, I think it's his best work, his best comedy yet. And I'm sure we'll we'll kind of circle back to that. Uh, later in the discussion i mean yeah i mean that's why we're having this podcast at the moment we are all fans definitely of tropic thunder but i am a fan of like the whole uh night at the museums was that in between there right yeah yeah that was i kind of like that series i don't know i kind of like it <laughs> been forever yeah. since i've seen that yeah it's been yes a- and of course there's cable guy so you can't forget about yeah. cable guy also directed by by stiller so by stiller yep We'll yeah. talk about that a little bit more in the categories. And how about Downey in this movie, though? I'm a dude playing I mean, because a dude in, in 08, he was just kind of coming back. He had a lot of legal problems. Tons. Tons. And then it, was the, it was the whole, the, the whole hype around when they announced Iron Man. I remember that day when they were like, they dropped it online and said, Robert Downey Jr. is going to play Tony Stark. And I thought it was a brilliant casting call. I was like, with his background, he's going to understand this character. Yes. Yes. And look what happened. He set it off. He set the whole thing off. Yeah. And from, from 07 to 09, it was because he was largely doing indies. And I, some of the indies I've seen, but after his, his legal problems, he was fired from Ally McBeal. Um, he did from 07 09, Zodiac, Charlie Bartlett, which was, I don't know if you've seen that. That's a really good movie. Yes. With uh, this guy, the poor guy that that, that passed away. Yes. Um, Antoff. Uh, Antoff. Yel- <sighs> Yelchin. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. yeah, well, that happened. That was I amazing. was like, oh, dude, such Yelchin, a talent. Yelchin and uh, Kat Dunnings. Yes. So much potential. Yeah. Right. Right. I was so upset. I was like, really? Really? Uh, I think he had that and Alpha Dog within like the same year or two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the guy, the the kid was brilliant. Yeah. So he did that. Those Iron Man, of course, uh, incredible. He had the cameo in uh, Hulk, um, Sherlock Holmes. So that was that was from '07 to '09, and that's just like Mm -hmm. talk about like re-emerging back into the scene. It was just like, yeah. And he did it the right way. He just did it the right way. It was quite a comeback, too, because he ended up getting nominated for an Academy Award for um, Best Supporting Actor in Tropic. So what a a way to start this comeback and then jump right into Iron Man and kicking off the MCU. Like, yeah, it's incredible. Right. Exactly. And somebody that somebody that I'm assuming, yes, we're all in the same age group. I will not you know, <laughs> make it known exactly, but we all grew up on Robert Downey Jr. Like weird science, you know. Yeah. And uh, it it was just it's it's great to see that he made that bounce back. Yeah, yeah, I loved the uh, uh, Chaplin. I, that was good. Heart and Souls yes. was one that I I grew up on. So yeah, yeah, he has a he has a lot of hits. I'm a dude playing a, a dude. Actually, you know what? My favorite is uh, 
what is it? Um, two girls and a guy. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, I don't remember. Yes. It's him, Heather Graham, and I forgot the other actress's name. But I'm a big fan of like any movie that takes place in just one central location because it's you know character driven, dialogue driven. Uh, I love that. If you can make a movie like that work, it's awesome. Um, and yeah, that movie is perfect for that. I was like, damn. <laughs> Do you guys see Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Oh, great one. Yeah. Good one. That's a good one. I think that was right around that time period, too. Right. Was yeah. It seven? Yep. About, yeah. That was yeah, just it was him, like. It was him and Val Kilmer, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I think I saw that in theaters in like 05 or 06. And I don't remember much about it, but I saw it a, a long time ago. Really good movie. I'm a lead farmer, motherfucker! All right, so uh, uh, best scene in the movie. Um, I'll list some nominees, and then you can tell me if you have any others you'd like to add. Uh, we talked about the opening scene. Just boom, they hit you right away with all the trailers. Uh, booty sweat, um, Scorcher 6, I just that whole scene. Um, who left the fridge open? Who left the fridge open? <laughs> And uh, uh, Satan's Alley, The Fatties. So those are just all like really funny movies. But my favorite part of that Scorcher thing is honestly, I lose it every single time and I lost it in the theater. And I think I was the only one is when they're like, here we go again. Again. <laughs> when I like, again, I lost it. And I think I was the only one in the theater. It was like, yo, what? I was like, you don't get it? All right, never mind. That's hilarious. <laughs> but this time, it's... Yeah, different. it's different. <laughs> I like how, how at first he's like holding one baby. And then yeah. the final <laughs> he's got... It is, who left the fridge open? <laughs> <laughs> and you can see it because that's the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I've been re-watching it lately, and anytime I see that, I'm like, well, that's the Fast and the Furious. Here we go again. Again. <laughs> I gotta, for later Dom's on, got a brother. For later on, I got a I got a Fast and the Furious tidbit link from this to Fast and the Furious. Oh, interesting. A little bit. Um, the opening scene of the movie, just where they're they're shooting the fake uh, Tropic Thunder film. Just there's so much going on. With in Justin, Justin Thoreau is one of the gunners in one of the choppers. Is he? Is by he? the way. This yes. I didn't know. It's a quick clip. He's there. He's loading it up. And he also plays himself in the uncut version of this, the stiller cut, I guess, since that's cool now. We'll call it the stiller cut. <laughs> Where he, he plays the DJ from Zoolander. Okay. Yeah, he's like at a party and he plays that DJ. So two appearances by him in this movie. <laughs> that's funny. Did not know. Knowledge is power um just there's so much going on in that opening scene from right away you see a, a, just a random extra get shot in the head and the blood it's just spouting out it's like Tar it's like tarantino right yeah. away in your yes exactly everywhere jack jack black's <laughs> just trying to push it back in and then when the jay burrochell gets his guts out, he gets gutted he just says he says i think i think i could put it back in <laughs> and then um when they show uh tug initially he just he's walking through the field oh 
And he he wanted to do that purposely. He wanted to mimic Platoon. So that's the famous shot from Platoon where he's just like... So he wanted to just do that. We just... Marcos and I, I don't know if you did, but we just... I Did you rewatch it just now? Twice. Okay. For some reason... For some reason, Alexa decided to play it again, and then I was just like, eh, "All right, <laughs> why not?" So I said, "I want, I want to count how many times he gets shot," and I, I, I did it four times, and it, it, they, the bullets, they come so fast, it's tough to count. But I landed on twenty-seven twice. Twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> so survive. Survive. <laughs> Run again, shot and down it. Survive. <laughs> one of the lines that I use. Probably all the time. From that Survive. Survive. <laughs> um, and then, oh, and uh, he says, I can't feel my legs. And then uh, Lazarus just goes, ain't nothing but a thing. But a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you playing with fireworks. No, no, you're playing with grenades. <laughs> um, all right, so I have that, and I have... Um, Tom Cruise uh, as Les Grossman, uh, just ripping into Flaming Dragon. Okay, fuckface. First, take a big step back and literally fuck your own face. And uh, yeah, maybe we can put some. Oh, that, no, that's just, just that's, that was just a brilliant that, scene. That's had a long life on YouTube. Post uh, post this movie, it's something that <laughs> whenever I go on YouTube, it pops up like, "Do you want to watch this?" Like. Yes, I do want to. Yes, uh, all the time, like all the time. Um, so those are my three, Jackie. What do, do you have? Any any additional scenes as best scenes? Um, I don't have necessarily additional scenes. I wanted to add more on to what they refer to as the bungle in the jungle. Okay. <laughs> From and I think it was just so funny that Maria Menounos is on there making fun of Ben Stiller. And she's saying, like, four million explosion charred the Asian location when the camera wasn't even rolling. Like, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was just great. It was great. And no, he, he, he had a lot of pull for what, what he had in that movie. Like, the people that he had appear in that movie or involved. And she's just there, and she's just getting shredded for that. <laughs> and they're like crisis, explosion, not rolling, fired. These are just words. I know. Oh, that's <laughs> my like, like low key, low key MVP of the movie is Bill Hader in that movie. Have you ever looked at him in the scene where he's getting punched for the director's getting punched? The way he's just looking away, he's like. <laughs> I was like, Yo, this guy is great <laughs> you spanked that ass Les an excellent sycophant uh, yeah that was a hell of a first scene yes uh-huh. I liked uh, the oh, ahead, one more yep um, the next big scene in the jungle continues to be funny it's like it's just straight up valley of death and they're getting this tough love pep talk and then the director just steps on a landmine and, like shit gets real, <laughs> for, for real. Damien Cockburn 
It was literally an explosive way to end Act One. That was the end of Act One, and it was just like boom. All right, we're in Act Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so oh, just wherever you are, wherever he is, he's all over the place. <laughs> Ain't no goddamn motion picture. But there were some good lines, even just from that circle there. Yeah. It's sixty-nine. My head's a toe legitimate. And fun fact, if you ever listen to that commentary, and I told you this, Dave, if you ever listen to the DVD commentary or the Blu-ray commentary of Tropic Thunder, Robert Downey Jr. does the whole thing as Lincoln Osiris. Hey, you want to get on the train here, or you want to ruin another take, huh? There ain't no goddamn takes. There ain't no goddamn motion picture. You sure? Oh, yeah. Yeah? For certain, man. Why are you still in character? Hmm? I know, but I don't have to tell you. You don't know. Man, I don't drop character till I've done a DVD commentary. So he does the whole thing as Lincoln Osiris. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's really brilliant. I was like, wow, he really he really went through with it. Okay. Yeah. Can you guys help me with something? I I don't know if this is a rumor or not, but did Robert Downey Jr. stay in character the entire time, even when they weren't filming? Do you know? I don't know. I mean, to go with the whole thing that he was doing, I, I believe that would probably be something is he, possible. Uh, is he a method actor? I don't think he necessarily is, but since that role was supposed to be a method actor, maybe he did it. Maybe he did. I, I don't I mean, know. If he, if he, if he commentary as it, he probably maybe was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go Daniel Day-Lewis on this. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> You're wanted on set, Mr. President. Okay. Uh, Marcos, do you have any scenes uh, to add for best scene? Oh, dude. It's just, it's honestly, since I literally saw it twice right now, it's from start to finish, it's just amazing to me. But if I have to choose, honestly, one of my favorite scenes is that whole intro of the, uh, the wet offensive, the start of the wet offensive. Uh-huh. I love the whole... I'm a lead farmer, motherfucker. <laughs> to me, it's it's a hilarious scene. Um, that's one of my favorites. Of course, Les Grossman, because Tom Cruise is just amazing in that role. Um, but honestly, I always crack up when he throws that little kid off of his back, off the bridge. <laughs> I lose it every single time. And you know, Where the kid's just stabbing him. And he's like, ah! Well, he says... <laughs> He's just like. Well, he says to him, he goes, he goes. I think I can relate to them. I think I can make it work. And then the very next scene, in the neck. And I love that whole setup with him being like he loves the kid because in the uncut version, there's actually more to that whole beginning where he asks him about uh, how's the adoption thing going. There's a whole scene where there's a kid in a crib. With like thugs surrounded uh, with guns around him, and the kid himself is holding a knife and a grenade, what? and he just looks at him and he's like, "I kind of feel like all the good ones are gone." <laughs> and that's when McConaughey says, "Hey, well, like he's you get to choose yours." So it, there was like a whole buildup to him loving that kid, and then realizing, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't happening. <laughs> that's wild. All right, so what do we what do we vote for for best scene of the movie? I my vote would be uh, Cruz. Yeah, 
Cruise. But Cruise dancing or, or, or just uh, Cruise? Because uh, Cruise dancing was... That was good. <laughs> that was cruise, but uh, literally take a step back and fuck your own face. That yeah, the, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so. Jackie, what, what would be yours? Oh, man. That, that opening scene is just like... It's a really, really good opener. That's that's hard, but but Cruz, I know we're gonna talk about him more. He's hard to compete with. I, it was pretty. He's he's pretty close to stealing the show here. He, and um, a, little, a lot more on that when we do our uh, according to the internet. I, I found out some nuggets about that. But uh, interesting. So yeah, I think there's a consensus here, and uh, Cruz probably took her best scene. Yeah. Definitely. I'll give it to him. <laughs> All right. Uh, things that don't hold up in the movie. Um, we do the obvious ones. Um, S- Simple Jack, probably. That's not something that would get no. made. Whoa. Just even the constant use of the word retarded. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, you can't. I, I even felt uncomfortable saying it on our podcast, but hey, we're just referring the movie. <laughs> so we're here. But yeah. So you have that, and then you have the uh, the the blackface from from Downey, the or or as they called it in the movie, the controversial pigmentation alteration. Alteration, yes. <laughs> and fun fact, I actually I looked that up. I, I was, you know, is this a real thing that that people can do? So I typed in pigmentation procedure, and there's like five or six websites you can go to if, if, what? for a consultation if you really? want to get this done. Yeah, I really? This. Yeah, I looked this up. So if you want to, if you want to get canceled, you could... You could All right, awesome. Go, go for your... Uh... Good to know. Yeah. Hey, they tried, they tried to cancel him, but it didn't work. Well, he said, I listened to an interview, and I, you, I think maybe... One, I know you did. Maybe Jackie listened to the same interview, too. Uh, I listened to an interview with Downey on Joe Rogan. And he was talking about the blackface and how he said his mother was horrified, but he said most of the heat that he, that came from the movie was towards Stiller about Simple Jack, and he kind of skated by from. Oh, that really? <laughs> because most of the heat went to uh, to Simple Jack. <laughs> so <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, so I have a couple. I have a couple more, but I'll go. Uh, do you, Jackie? Do you have anything that does or doesn't hold up? Uh, no, I'm in complete accord with you that both of those topics are absolutely taboo, completely cancelable these days. Um, not sure what I would have replaced everything okay. with, okay. but um, but yeah, I, I do think that there's a special place in hell for people who make fun of people with intellectual disabilities. Sure, sure. So... Anything from you? No, I mean, those are, I mean, the probably most obvious things that would not go down nowadays. Sure. Um, I think everything else in the movie is just kind of holds true to what we're watching nowadays. So, yeah. I'm going to. I concur. I concur. I'm going to have a significant one that doesn't hold up in 2021 uh, eating live bats. I don't oh, know if it just doesn't that. hold up or just people just be like, ah, oh, man. Yeah. So could have been. So in 2021, as uh, we're all just taking our masks off, coming back home. <laughs> yeah. 
Two, it's a bet. Um, also, obscure energy drink titles. Booty sweat, popping ass open. I looked up some to, after I looked up booty sweat, I said, what are some, some other weird energy drink names out there? So I found a bunch, and I don't know if these are true, but they're on the internet, so they must be true. Um, I've, one was called Blood Energy Potion. I found another one was called Pussy Energy Drink. That's interesting. All right. Tylenol Energy Drink. I don't know if. Really? Yeah, I know Tylenol might have been better. Affiliated? <laughs> and then uh, there was another one, Hand Grenade Energy Drink. So I, I don't know. Booty that's Sweat. Based out, that's based out of New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which of these are true, which of these are false, but these are some obscure titles I found on the internet. Hey everybody, I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Now we're taking this little break, and this break is brought to you by Absolutely Nobody. That is right, ladies and gentlemen, we do not have sponsorship just yet, but it is something that we are working towards. But if you'd like, why don't you join us on the Facebook group Movie and Television Talk? It is literally the inspiration for this podcast, how I met Dave and Jackie, um, and a ton of other fantastic individuals that we just love talking about TV and film. Um, So feel free to uh, follow us on that. That is the Movie and Television Talk Facebook group. And now, back to your regularly scheduled program. All right, so next... Next category, um, according to the internet, I'll do, I have like three of these, so I'll do one and then we could just trade off. Um, so these are things that we don't know necessarily if they're true or not true, but they were on the internet. So maybe they're true, maybe they're not. But the first one I found was that after this movie, there was a script written for a Les Grossman spinoff film. Yep. Uh, I heard that. Okay. But nothing, nothing ever came of it. I don't know if that's true, um, but it, it was something I found on the internet, and I'm very sad that didn't happen. What I heard, yeah, was that that is true, um, and Tom Cruise does want to do it, but he's just so wrapped up on everything else uh-huh. that he just hasn't had the time. Apparently, it's low priority, which I get. I was like, all right, yeah, if you can give it to us, you know, in between your Mission Impossible's and all that shit. <laughs> please we'll be waiting he did uh i watched an interview with him on conan o'brien where he said uh stiller originally just wanted to have him as him in the movie so just as tom cruise and then cruise lobby he said no i want to have fat hands and uh, yep <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was his choice yeah it was his choice for the fat hands yeah and he wanted a whole character and stiller initially wasn't <laughs> wow. into it until he uh until he saw him, and then once he saw him with the bald head, and yes, I heard that that he just did the makeup. Tom Cruise just did the makeup and rolled onto set, and he was like, he just oh, showed up like that." Okay, yeah, he was like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> I guess when it's you're amazing. Tom Cruise, you can just pull that off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember seeing that in theaters, and I was like, "Tom Cruise." <laughs> <laughs> it took me a moment honestly the people in front of me had to like kind of like stop me like getting to myself i was like who is that i know who that is i'm talking to like the person next to me and the guy in front of me was like 
Tom Cruise. And I was like, uh. Hey, Tom! It's like, sorry, my bad. <laughs> no, but that, I, 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 I didn't see that person. Tom Cruise. We've never seen Tom Cruise not being beautiful and pretty boy. Oh, God, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. I think that's what added to it. Um, all right. Uh, Jackie, do you have a tidbit from the internet? Little, little fun fact. Um, well, I heard that um, Tom Cruise uh, actually had some influence on the script initially. Um, it was kind of wandering um, and he had connected with Ben Stiller in some way. Um, and he's like, Hey, I really think this needs a, um, greedy studio, um, Hollywood exec, exec who represents the, the gross part of Hollywood. And, um, by and by it, he ended up volunteering for the role yep. and that, it just kind of fell into place. I believe I read, and I could be wrong. I believe that Originally, he was going to be the agent, and then Cruz yeah. said that he wanted a studio studio presence over overhead of the movie, lurking over everything, and that was where the Les Grossman character was born from. That was just meant to be. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank <laughs> the heavens for that. <laughs> um, Margus, do you have any tidbits? I mean, I have tons. Okay. But I'm let's 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 throw this one. Um, you know, at the end of the movie where you hear a certain version of the Crystal Methods uh, calling all freaks, right? I think that's the name of the song. Apparently, they agreed to do that version for Ben Siller. Ben Siller reached out to them to get the rights for the song in the movie. And then they decided to do this cut for them after they saw the movie. So I thought that was a pretty cool tidbit. I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. Um I think we ran over a lot of the other ones, but I don't know if this is more of a tidbit than morbid curiosity. I looked up today for the first time is when he says, I'm a rooster illusion. Yeah. I was like, what does that really mean? And apparently, according to Urban Dictionary, it is a situation where someone realizes they don't know themselves as well as they think, shattering their grip on reality. I was like... Uh, I, I, I was like, okay, yeah. I just thought it was like a random line, like an improv line, like. And what is Baruchel says right after? I was just like, "Fuck this!" And yeah, <laughs> he's gone. Yeah, I think he said something like, "He's gone." Yeah. All right. Well, I got, I got two more. Um, I've got a couple. Owen Owen Wilson was originally cast to play uh, Rick Peck, mm-hmm. but he attempted suicide in 07 and had, was, uh, had to drop out of the film. And McConaughey took on that role. Do we think this is better or worse with Owen Wilson as Rick Peck? I will never turn away to see what Owen Wilson would have done with that role, but McConaughey nailed it. And I think it was more of a sticker shock when you first saw it, especially since, you know, throughout the entire promotion, that was kept on the wraps. You didn't know about that. You didn't know about Danny McBride. You didn't know about half the people in the movie. And let's not forget about Danny McBride throughout this whole thing. Because <laughs> that a, man. Six man discussion. All right. So, but yeah, it's just like. What, what do you think, Jackie? Do you think this is better or worse with Owen Wilson instead of McConaughey? 
Um, I think it really balanced out nicely with McConaughey. I think Owen Wilson would have been a, a great choice too. He's kind of got that that chill vibe, like, yeah, man, we could do we could do this. Sure. I, I but, see that scene with with him and Cruz where McConaughey and Cruz are kind of like toe to toe with each other. Mm-hmm. And where he says he says, What do you need less? Glasses and he's glasses <laughs> and just where they're like face to face with each other and he and he goes my my friend of like ten years or whatever and he he says you want me to just let him die he's like yes yes they're, 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 they're kind of just toe to toe with each other I, for lots of money and a D five D five plane player. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think we all, we all agree that um, McConaughey was was a good fit for that role. Um, I got one more, and then if you either of you have any more, just let me know. Um, originally, Stiller wanted uh, Downey's Downey's character to have a British accent, and Downey um, was not comfortable doing a British accent, but he said he had practiced Australian from Natural Born Killers. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Which is another okay. one about. Uh, somewhere down the line, but he's so he was comfortable doing an Australian accent, so they switched his character from British to Australian. After that, and that's I don't know if that's true, but it was it was on the internet. <laughs> it was on the internet. It was on the internet, so yeah, it has, you know. to be, has to be true. That, well, and it was I, on the internet. I found that on my internet too, Dave. So okay, <laughs> cool. It sounds legit. Good, yeah. So two people. <laughs> I have a funny little bit to add that I found on the internet that Jack Black was apparently reluctant about his part because he had to bleach his hair, but he really wanted to work with Ben Stiller, so he accepted the role. So playing a heroin addict who... uh, Said he would he would suck dick for heroin. Yeah, yeah, that's was no fine. Bleaching the hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> bleaching the hair was, uh, was you know that's where you grew, you know you draw the line. You gotta have. But actually, does that that does actually remind me of one point that I wanted to make. You know when he he lands after the fight where the heroin is and he grabs it with his hands, but then the guards come in. I think one of the most hidden gems of jokes in that movie is when he smothers it right in their faces and they pass out and he turns around and he specifically says, we have only 16 hours before they wake up. <laughs> it was brilliant. I was like, because he knows exactly. He's like, yeah, that's 16 hours right there. <laughs> All right. If you could change. All right. So I, I got one here. This is just, I might get heat for this one, but I just thought Jack Black in this movie was just t- kind of an afterthought totally overshadowed by downey um stiller and cruz even mcconaughey and mcbride to a degree um looking back at this 13 years later i thought if you just recast him with a young jonah hill coming right off of super bad kind of a throwaway role if we looked at it 13 years later when he's um as big as he is now i thought that would have a little more value in it now I don't know what everyone else thinks about that, but that was my if I could change one thing about this movie, that's what I would that's what I would have done. I think that would have I mean, been hilarious. 
Okay. I can see it. I can see it. But yeah, that's that's what I would do. Uh, Marcos, do you have a something you could you would change? I'm not gonna lie, it might be a little kiss ass, but I would not change a thing in this movie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was just brilliant from start to finish. Um, like I said, I watch it all the time. I mean, shit, I watch it with the DVD commentary. What? <laughs> so I, I personally wouldn't think to change any Perfect movie for you. Well, this was. Yeah. You know, when I said, what do you want to do for our first episode? This was. Uh, you, yeah, you saw how quick. I was just like, Tropic really Thunder. Hesitate when you said Tropic <laughs> Thunder. I was like, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah. Jackie, if you could change anything about this, what would you, what would you change? Um, I'm with Marcos. I really liked the film. I, I liked the chemistry. Um, obviously, a, a few PC tweaks would be nice. But. Uh, <laughs> Let it yeah. Let it all flow. <laughs> um, side thought, Ben Stiller has never been my favorite actor. Um, and I was looking at, with our, with our, we've, according to the internet thing, I kind of saved this. Um, early on, they considered Keanu Reeves for the main role of Tugs Beadman. So I was kind of thinking, I'm like, hmm. What would Keanu be like in that main role? It would definitely be more, it would have more of an action feel to it, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it would have played well. I don't know if it would either. Like, I don't know if it would have been as funny. I think Stiller and, and and, 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 no, he went all out. He got jacked for it. You know, he he made himself look like an action star. Like, you know, like you said, you know, you you ripped like a Julian Sadden. It's another hilarious line. <laughs> Casting what ifs. That's that's a that's a good one. <laughs> that's interesting. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to imagine the scenes with uh, Stiller and uh, Downey, just kind of like their dialogue and replacing Stiller with Keanu. It, it would definitely be a whole new dynamic. It it would be. It would be. And I and I like the dynamic that the actors have in this film everybody had a really good chemistry it appeared that they enjoyed working with each other and i always feel like that translates in a film ben stiller and ben stiller he comedy does seem natural to him and i don't really think of um keanu as a comedian like that's not the first person i think of comedian wise so but just thoughts stiller has made us laugh throughout the years Keanu gave it us, I mean, some good laughter here and there, but. <laughs> always, uh, those scene, I never saw the movie, Always Be My Maybe. Oh, dude, that's probably my favorite of his. I was like, wow, that was, that was really cool. <laughs> I'll send you the, the clip, Jackie, because you said you hadn't seen it. it was, mm-hmm. I, I actually didn't see the whole movie. I saw his scene in it on YouTube. Okay. And it, it, was, it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jackie. He has a cameo in this movie as himself, and it it was. I'll I'll send you the clip. He goes extreme. Anybody anybody listening who's like, what are they talking about? You could just uh, (laughs) YouTube Keanu. uh, Always be my guest. All right, Randall Park. Randall Park, my boy. (laughs) Agent Wu. Yes. Um, (laughs) The sixth man or woman of the movie. This is. 
the person who we thought is not a star of the movie, but maybe came off the bench, had a few minutes uh, of the movie. So the sixth man of the movie, for me, I would put the nominees as Cruz, McConaughey, Nick Nolte, Steve Coogan, or Danny McBride. But for me, it's hands down, Cruz walks away with this award. Yeah. Agreed. Great to take Cruz, but Cruise McBride. Down. No, but McBride is a close, a close second. And he had a lot of, a lot of funny one-liners. Like, yeah, man, oh, yeah. he just he brought it with every line he delivered, like every line that came out of his mouth. <laughs> I, I wasn't in the military per se, but I did lose an appendix. Yeah, <laughs> driving Miss Daisy first studio gig. <laughs> what do you say the other one he goes i almost blinded. i i almost blinded jamie lee curtis on freaky friday this shit will ruin me <laughs> he was great i mean uh, and then like i said bill Hader. i mean they all those little cameos were top notch everybody really did their part and oh wait this is a lot of people like danny mcbride what this was yeah it was low-key this was before Eastbound and Down. Um, Bill Hader. This was before he really coming off of SNL. That's when he was just coming up on it. You're right. Yeah. McConaughey. McConaughey. This yep. was in the middle of his his rom com. transition in, in his rom com. No, this was during his transition. Yeah. Leaving the rom com world at that time. Yeah, this was before True Detective. True, yep. De- True Detective McConaughey in there. He's like, TiVo is a construct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, TiVo! <laughs> is this the best? So this is in this category. We just asked, is this the best? And then we fill in the blank here. So I have a couple, and if you two have any to add. Um, is this the best movie starring and directed by Ben Stiller? Here's uh, nominees. We got Reality Bites, Zoolander, and if you want to chalk in Cable Guy there, because he did have a cameo. And then this. No, this. This. This is, this is your favorite. This. Tropic is the best here. Mm-hmm. Second favorite Stiller movie is Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Did he direct that? He did direct it. Okay, I missed somehow I missed that in my I love that movie. Did I thought he would have got more recognition for it. Should have. It's a good movie. This was like his arguably well, this was arguably his last great comedy. Because after that he got a little he got serious. He did a bunch of no. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen a lot of comedies from him since. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he did Zoolander 2, which is very forgettable. Oh, yeah, that was... Just like all the sequels of our childhood. Yeah. Remember, I'll erase that. Zoolander, I'll erase that. Even Anchorman 2. Nah, it's <laughs> okay. Let's push that away. Push it away. I watched uh, Coming to America. No. Not coming to America, ah. too. Coming to America. Coming <laughs> to America. <laughs> who? You think? Yeah. Who do you think was in a room saying this was this was a great idea when they were just throwing ideas around each other. You know what? We don't want people to know that it's a sequel, so we're just gonna put call it coming to America. To America. <laughs> hope, hope they figure it out. Say what? All right. So we think this is the best uh, Stiller starring and directed by. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, did either of you have anything to add to that? Is this the best? The best making of the most expensive fake true war story ever? Yeah. I think. <laughs> I, I couldn't have, help I have, it. I to, yeah. I think that run, runs unopposed. 
Yes, <laughs> I mean, it really is. And honestly, it's it's a really quick story. I have a love for this movie so much that when it came out, I was working in a hotel and I was at the front desk. Some lady came storming down angry. Rah, 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 rah. Take this movie off my bill. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. I look at it. She only watched about like maybe 10, 15 minutes. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll take it off. But I was curious because she was like, oh my God, it was so offensive, blah, blah, blah. I was like, what were you watching? She was like, I don't know. Some movie with that, that, that guy, Ben Stiller. And Robert Downey Jr. is playing. And all she said was playing. And I was like, Tropic Thunder. And she was like, yeah, that was it. And I, was, and I went on to tell her, I was like, you need to go back and watch it and realize it's a satire. I, was, I asked her, you like Mel Brooks? Yeah, those movies were funny. I was like, this is a modern version. <laughs> I was like, just watch. Just watch. And she literally, literally came back the next day and she was like, all right, me and my husband watched it and you were right. It was funny. I was like, here we go, yeah! <laughs> now pay me! <laughs> um, so, I, you had a sidebar there, that was funny. I had another one um, one time, shortly after seeing this, uh, Downey's character, he has this, the line, uh, I don't read the script, the script reads me. <laughs> <laughs> I, was at a, I was at a bar with some friends and the bartender said to us, would you guys like menus? And I had said this, I said to the bartender, I don't read the menu. The menu reads me. <laughs> she, she hadn't seen this movie and she just looked at me like, what? And that was the first and last time I, I did that one. <laughs> she was like, so what are you saying? You want the whole menu? I don't understand. <laughs> All right. Um, questions, comments, concerns. This is where we just, we're kind of wrapping it up here. Um, my question if either of you were given a budget of a hundred million dollars by a fake studio and you could make any one of the movies in the trailers there scorcher six satan's alley simple jack the fatties and what was the one with um martin Demon oh chitlin and the dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> chitlin and the dude yeah which one would you make jackie uh, I think that Scorcher Six could slay it at the box office. Scorch, okay, you go for the, yeah. you go for the action. Yeah, yes. Yeah, All right, funny. I was I was gonna go for Scorcher Six. Also. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Dave? Um, I would probably I would probably try to remake Simple Jack. <laughs> <laughs> With Billy Bob Thornton, what? <laughs> Nah. <laughs> I think I've seen this movie before. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I, would, I would put a more dramatic spin on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, if this movie was made today in 2021, first of all, it would probably go directly to a streaming service. I would imagine. Yes. Yeah, probably. Probably go. It would probably go right to Apple TV or probably. Or I, I mean, everything. Everything tries to go to movie theaters right now. Yeah. Look at nobody. Nobody was in the movie theaters for like a week and a half, and then they were like, "Ah, on demand." Did you see it? <laughs> I finally watched it. Yes, and we're that's another episode. Yes, we're going to discuss yeah, we'll, that movie. We'll <laughs> I'm assuming Jackie, you haven't been to a theater did, to see nobody. Did you know what that was? That was with no. um. It was nobody <laughs> went to go see nobody. <laughs> yeah. It was a box, box, 
it was Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul. And it was it had the same writer as John Wick. And okay. basically it's him and he plays like a John Wick type character. And from watching it's one of those when you watch the trailer, it leads you to believe it's something it isn't. Oh. It, yeah. I was no, watching it's really badass. Yeah, no, it was it was highly recommend if you can get to watch it at home. They don't kill anybody. And I have I have a good interesting backstory to that one too, but we will save for that episode. Oh, and I forgot my um I said I mentioned Fast and the Furious earlier. That that actor in the movie when Cruz is talking with Flaming Dragon and the guy who he goes, This is Flaming Dragon. Yeah. Reggie Lee. Reggie Lee, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know him. He was uh he's been like the henchman in a whole bunch. He was a, a henchman. Yes. The Dark Knight Rises. Yep. <laughs> Johnny Tran's henchman in the the first Fast and the Furious movie. And I didn't notice this until after maybe the third time I watched this this week. And I'm like, where the hell have I seen that guy's face? Yep. Because I, I can quote the Fast and the Furious verbatim from start to finish. And I've like, <laughs> seen this guy before. And it, it was him. I, I, does he does he speak in that, Marcos? Does he speak in that movie at all, Fast and the Furious? Or does he just... No, I don't think so. I think it's just like a... Pours oil in the throat. Tea type of... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that guy, he's a journeyman. So I just thought that was when it, part of the fun part of just digging for information. Working his way through. MVP of the movie. Um, for me, this is Downey. Jackie? I'm really torn between Cruz and Downey. Um, they both had a really good range. Uh, they, they were both going through this comeback as, a, as an actor personally. and. Um, yeah, it's really tough choice. There. Downey, just based on what came next, just after after this movie, ten years, a Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes sequel, and then dominated uh, arguably the MCU for the next uh, twelve years. So that's why that's why I go Downey there. What about you, Marcos? Who when who's the MVP of the movie for you? Cruz, you, only because it was. Something that you never really saw him do throughout his career. So I thought it was really, he, he went fucking off the cuff and he was like, you know what? I'm going to go balls deep. And it worked in every single aspect. Like I said, even the dancing at the end, even when I watch it here, like I'll let the whole credits play. I don't care. Just so I can see him <laughs> stand back. Motherfucker, you don't know me like that. <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. Everything was brilliant about it. So yeah. Tom Cruise for sure. We got we got two votes for Cruise, so we got uh, so we won the sixth man and the uh, the MVP. Just dominated this movie. So guys, thank you for uh, chiming in on our first episode of the In Post podcast. Uh, we just ran through our ups, downs, loves, likes, hates, and everything in between about Tropic Thunder. I like to thank everybody that's been on our podcast. So big round of applause for Jackie, Dave. Thank you so much for helping this uh, uh, process get started. Um, I look forward to uh, doing some more, but you guys, do you want to give any shout outs and shit like that? You know, just uh, <laughs> if you listen to this and you liked it, be sure to uh, subscribe to us, uh, rate, comment. Uh, that helps us move up the, uh, the search ranks. Word. So, and uh, what's the, uh, the Instagram you made, Marcos, for the pod? That was nice and simple. In post pod. Sure. Give us a, a follow on there. That would be. Yep. 
Yeah, please follow. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Please do not forget to follow, like, subscribe, and of course, spread the love about the In Post podcast. Um, you can find us on social media at In Post Pod. That is at In Post Pod. That's Facebook, Instagram, soon to be coming Twitter and TikTok, all that stuff. Um, but also feel free to uh, send us a message either via social media or by email at inpostpod at gmail.com send us your comments thoughts what you think was great what we should change possibly or if you would like to join us for a movie conversation definitely reach out to us and we will make that happen so once again thank you for listening to our first episode we hope that you come along this journey with us and uh yeah we'll catch you on the next one bye